0: Just checking in, where are you? Hi, Titi, where are you? Joe, where are you? Are you? Oh God, Joe, where are you? Oh my God, Joe, where are you? Yo, Tiel, y donde diablo tú hasas? Curls podcast first and foremost I do want to apologize because I've been MIA but it's for a good reason I actually took an improvised um, trip to DR and that trip was needed I didn't know that it was needed at the time and I can't wait to sh- share those stories with you I can't wait to show you the messages that I received from the universe I can't wait to tell you how grounded how liberating how at peace I felt I cannot wait to tell you that story, but again, there's an order to this, so let's begin. In the last episode, I told you about childhood wounds, and this is sort of a continuation. This is sort of what happens to us because of our inner childhood wounds and how we carry that into adulthood. So today's message is basically me telling you how because of my inner childhood wounds, I became emotionally unavailable, I ignored my intuition, and at the point of where I started my spiritual awakening, where I became more grounded, where I became more heal-focused, that's when I started noticing that the universe was sending me the same type of people to teach me the same lesson. And the reason why they were doing that was because I had to heal. I had to put in the work for myself. So I'm going to read you a small passage, The Manual of the Warrior Light, and it's by Paolo Coelho, one of my favorite authors. If you heard Montego Bay, then you know I've used him as a reference. A warrior of light knows that certain moments repeat themselves. He often finds himself faced by the same problems and situations. And seeing these difficult situations return, he grows depressed, thinking that he is incapable of making any progress in life. I've been through all of this before, he says to his heart. Yes, you have been through all of this before, replies his heart. But you have never been beyond it. Then the warrior realizes that these repeated experiences have but one aim. To teach him what he does not want to learn. Ooh, I got, I just got goosebumps. So now I should tell you that I have had great relationships. And at the time that God put these men into my life, I would ruin the, the relationships. I didn't know how to communicate, which you already know. I was very distracted. I didn't really want that male attention again because I wanted to be independent. I didn't want to receive any love. I consider myself to be, at that time, emotionally unavailable. And what emotionally unavailable means is a person who has a hard time receiving and giving love. An emotionally unavailable person creates a barrier between intimacy, between people. They're often push people away they have trust issues they don't want no commitment they avoid the relationship talk they are the ones who necessarily won't put in the work so you would have to chase after them you would have to be the one to express your your emotions to them you'll be the one to like have to communicate because they shut themselves down the more that you want to talk about their feelings the more that they push you away it's like ah don't talk to me about your feelings i don't care i don't want to know they call the shots so it's basically everything that they say So in me, I used to pick the dating, the date places. I used to pick where we'll go, what we'll do. It was insane. I didn't leave space for my partner to do that. I would give people reasons, or I would give men reasons as to why I wasn't ready, as to why it was the wrong time, as to all these things that I had to do. I used to cancel dates a lot. I like men would ask me out, and I'll be like, "Uh, Yeah, okay, let's go, let's do it. I'm excited, day comes. I'm like, "Uh, No, cancel. I know it was terrible, and I do apologize. I gave myself before it even started reasons why it wouldn't work out. Emotionally unavailable people won't show consistent affection. So I could have shown you today, and that's all you got for the month. That's it. Like, if I hugged you and I gave you a few kisses today, that's it. Like, leave me alone. We are very selective. We're on and off with our emotions. So when we do give them, please take advantage of that. So where does this come from? The emotional unavailability. That comes from our childhood wounds. Because as I told you in the last video, as a child, you're shut down. Your parents didn't show you affection. Your parents weren't emotionally attached to you. Your parents didn't create a healthy space for you to release your emotions and what you were feeling. This could also come from attachment issues, from having to separate from your parents at an early age. This could be also due to unpleasant breakups, again, because of cheating, unhealthy situations, relationships, whatever the case is. Another big one that I think that it's important that we don't talk enough is about cultural and gender roles. It's about cultural and gender roles. Our culture really does influence how we love, how we receive love, how we show it, how we communicate Again, like I told you in my last episode, I'm Dominican. I grew up in a Dominican household, which meant that my mom was always yelling. My grandmother was always yelling. People were always yelling. That's how I learned how to love. Maybe in your household, they would show gifts as a love language. So that's all you know how to do. Or acts of services, um, cleaning and doing chores. That's how your mom felt that she was the most loved when you did the chores for her. So now you grow up doing the same thing. Now, and the gender influences, again, is like how I said in the last one. Gender influences is when, like, our parents were like, oh, you're a boy, you shouldn't be crying. That's a sign of weakness. You grow up and you don't want to show your feelings to anybody. You feel like when you show them, you're being seen as weak. So I had about three good relationships. And this was from my high school to college. Again, great men. They were all communicated. They were very affectionate. They were very caring. They were very giving. They were... Um, very loyal, very honest. And at the time, I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't handle it because again, it, it wasn't something that I was used to. So I would do things to purposely push them away. I would do things that would make them not want to get close to me. I did this to people to like friendships too, but mostly to men, I would mistreat them. I would speak bad to them. If I was angry, oof, it was terrible. Um, until the universe said, okay, okay girl we try to send you three good men four good men and you didn't listen we're gonna send you the mirror reflection of you all the bad parts the not wanting to communicate the dishonest the it was literally the insecure everything everything that i was negative he was so that was the way that was the universe's way of showing me okay we try to we try to help you heal we try to compensate for your father not being there by sending you good men and you destroy them. So we're going to send you this person to show you what you've been doing to other people. Um. So after we finished dating, I gave myself some space, some time before I began dating. And again, when I mean dating, is like going on dates, trying to get to meet people, not an actual relationship. So I gave myself some time and I started obviously like... It's me. I start attracting these men. They want to go on dates. They want to get to know me. So I'm like, you know what? Whatever. It doesn't hurt. I was dealing with, with the breakup. I was also dealing with like a, the dark moments in my life. So I'm like, why not? Like, let me put myself out there. Let me begin dating. Every men that I attracted after Experiment Five Fourteen was either emotionally unavailable, out of the country had a girlfriend or a combination of the three. Story time. I'm only going to tell you one example. And I'm only going to and I'm only going to tell you one example because I feel like the other men I'm going to use them as different lessons learned. Aside from the fact that one, I didn't trust my intuition when I felt that they had a girlfriend, or two, how I was attracted an un- emotionally unavailable men. I received this DM from this guy. I'm gonna call him Experiment646. And he's like, Oh, like, you're so beautiful, whatever. Um, Let me get your number. Like, I would love to take you out, whatever. Um, So I give him my number. We begin texting. He's very funny. We like instantly connect. And um, I agreed to like have him take me out. We went on a date. We clicked even more. But in me, there was this feeling of like, there's something here. There's a blockage here. I continued to like see him. We would go on small dates, but there's there was this feeling of like there's something he's hiding. He's hiding something. And I would ask him like, "Hey, do you have somebody? Um, do you have a girlfriend? Are you talking to anyone?" And not that it mattered to me because we weren't serious. I didn't want to take him serious. But at that time, I'm like, "Damn, like if he has someone, that's kind of messed up you know it is messed up so he would always say no he'll be like no i don't have somebody and i started telling myself damn joe like you're going crazy you're going crazy it's probably because you've been through this before you've experienced this before again there was a few men there was like one or two before him then there's him so now i'm like joe you're going crazy this man doesn't have a girlfriend like he already told you no stop it but listen the feelings like they were strong and i'm like okay so i don't know what to do I leave it up to the universe. I'm like, okay, well, if he's say no, well, like, what can, what else can I do? Then one night, I remember I, I had a dream that he had a girlfriend, and I was like, yep, yeah. here it is, here it is. And I know I'm, I usually follow my dreams because I've had situations like this too, where my dreams are the ones that end up like saying like, hey, girl, you need to let it go. Here's why, and it shows me. So this was no exception. So I had that dream, I woke up, we're talking, it's a regular, it's a regular day, and I asked him again, I'm like, hey, do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, "Um," he made this Dominican comment, like, I have three kids and a wife. And I'm like, hmm, pero no. I kept on, we kept talking that night. And then the next morning, he wakes up early, and I wake up early, and he's like, let me take you to work. And I was like, I was like, okay, sure, why not? I found it weird because it wasn't like something he said before in the like the two months that we were speaking, two, three months. He's like, Oh, let me take you to work. I was like, Okay. He picks me up, we're talking, it's bright and early. And he brings up the dream. He's like, So what did you dream about? And I was like, Oh no, like I just had a dream that you had a girlfriend. He's like, Oh, so are you sure that nobody told you anything? And I was like, I was like, no, I had a dream. So now that we keep talking, he drops me off. Um, I go to work, we're talking. That night, when I get home, he calls me. And we're talking on the phone. We were literally on FaceTime for three hours. And towards the, like, two hours, he starts talking to me. He's like, hey, like, I know you're good with giving advice. So my friend is kind of going through something. Do you mind giving me advice for him? I was like, sure, What's the issue? So he's like, oh, um, so my friend has this girlfriend who she's cheating on him. He's found messages with her and his ex. Um, oh, but i to tell you the girl is pregnant. So it makes it worse because she was telling her ex like, oh, well, like something like, I wish the baby was yours. So I was like, oof, hear me, hear me, the single one giving advice. I was like, damn, I don't know how I would, how, what I would do. I don't think. But I don't think I could be with somebody like that. Like, if I found the father of my child's, my unborn child's son, daughter, texting their ex, talking about, I wish this baby was ours, I would flip the fuck out. I was like, yeah, I don't think I could tolerate that. Like, that's disrespectful. He's like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I told him. I told him to leave her because, you know, it just, that's disrespectful, whatever. So we keep talking, we keep talking, we change the subject. And then he goes, I have something to tell you. Oof, my stomach dropped. He's like, do you want to guess what it is? Bam, immediately the first statement that comes to mind is he's going to tell me that he has a girlfriend. And I was like, no, I don't want to guess. And then we're talking and he's like, well, you sure you don't want to guess? You sure you don't want to guess? I was like, no. I was like, be a man and tell me straight up. I forgot what happened. I think I got upset. And I was like, you know what? Let me talk to you later. Because I already knew what was coming. I was like, let me talk to you later. And we hung up. So he he sends me a message. I forgot what the message said. But in that, he was like, you know that friend that I told you about? It's actually not my friend. It's me. I'm the one that's going through that. So he had a girlfriend who was pregnant. And yeah that's the story so the moral of that story is that you should trust your intuition when something tells you something when that's something you know listen to it and listen like follow it because if I would have followed it from the beginning not saying that I wouldn't have experienced that because I needed that and a side note that I'll tell you is that he was he's close friends with one of my close friends but I never told her that we started talking and she got upset when I told her what had happened after the fact. She's like, well, why didn't you tell me? I would have told you this from the beginning. And I told her, listen, it wasn't your place. I needed that lesson. Because that's when I really started, like, God, are you serious? I was like, yo, are you serious? Like, this is every single man that you're going to send me has a girlfriend, is emotionally unavailable, or they're fucking abroad. I can't. I had called up my friend. This, this is how you know that I was in the path of almost starting to heal I called one of my friends, and she's like, let's pray for him. She said it kind of like a joke because we started going to church around that time. She's like, let's pray for him. I was like, you know what? Let's pray for him. I left it in the hands of God, never looked back. But I did. The only thing that I kind of regret from that, or the kind of what I take away from that was like, girl, when something tells you it's not right, listen to yourself. And I'm not just talking about relationships when you feel like your partner is cheating on you or when you feel like they're lying to you. I feel like that's in general with everybody. I take that into, like, I take my feelings very into consideration. Whether that's if I wanna go somewhere, I wanna go to a bar, or I wanna go to a restaurant, and I'm not feeling I won't do it. If my energy with someone is off, if I feel your energy is off right away, I'm like, you know what? Let me just stay away because I know what goes down from here. If I feel that like you have a girlfriend, I don't care, I don't wait anymore. You're getting cut off. Um, That's now because after that experience, I still had a few more men. The same situations where I would ask them, do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? (laughs) Turns out that they did. So fast forward to again to me having, dealing with all these, with the same type of men. After I had my spiritual awakening, I began questioning life more. I began questioning the universe more. And I was at a bar one day with my friend. Guy friend, and I'm explaining to him what has been happening to me, and he's like, "Maybe you're the problem," and I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! I'm the problem! I'm like, I'm the single one here. I'm like, I don't lie, so how can it be me?" We stopped talking about that conversation. We left it at that. Literally, him telling me, "Maybe you're the problem," and I was like, "You know what? <laughs> Whatever. Let's drink to that." I didn't question that. Then again, when Marianne did my reading. She was like, you're going to keep attracting the same men because that is a sign. She's like, you need to heal from what your dad did, from the wounds that your father left you with. Because until you don't, the universe will continue to send you the same type of men. Then I realized that, yes, I was the common denominator in all these men that I was dating. And I had men who, like, their girlfriends would text me. I had men who would lie and still lie about it. be like, no, I don't have a girlfriend. Yeah, you do. Whatever. Um... I had men, great men that I would meet that are abroad and I'm like, God, like, I'm not doing a long distance relationship, that's not going to work. And I've had men who are emotionally unavailable and no matter how good the connection is, it's like, yeah, but you don't show your feelings, you don't express yourself, you don't know how to communicate. So I'll bring it all back to the book, the passage that I read, and it's like, really realize what patterns are repeating in your life. Are you attracting the same men and women? are you attracting the same situationships the same situations the same events what is it that you're attracting that keeps repeating on in your life before you blame other people take a look at yourself and feel like is there a lesson in this that i have to learn what is the universe trying to teach me what are these people trying to teach me i know that we often well more often than not come from a hurt place and we come from anger and our ego's taking over and we're like, how could you leave me? How could you lie to me? How could you do this? How could you do that? Stop for a moment and really think about what is it that you have to learn from this experience? What is it that, how can you grow from this experience? It could have been me and I could have been, you know what? I'm going to stop dating, which I I thought about that. I'm going to stop. But I'm like, no, God, I know that you're going to send me my perfect man. He's customizing him, especially for me. But I'm like, you know what? Let me sit down with myself. Let me start healing. Because when I am fully healed, then I can begin accepting love. And that's going to be one of my episodes down the line that's going to be Aruba, acceptance and heal. But this is just me telling you, like, I know that it's hard for us to love. I know that it's hard for us to receive and give love. I know that it feels funny. You don't want to keep repeating the same mistakes. You don't want to keep dealing with the same shit. You don't want to keep getting your heart broken. You don't want to keep crying. You don't want to keep dealing with it. I understand. But what I'm saying is it's much easier if you just stop, analyze what it is that the universe is trying to tell you through these broken relationships and friendships and find the place of healing. What is it that you need to heal from? Because we've all been through something. What we went through as a child is what is affecting us now as an adult. I think love is one of the best emotions to feel. And again, not just in intimacy with another person, but like friends and family. When you can finally open up your heart and embrace the love that people have, that people give, that you have inside of you. That's when the world starts feeling much better for you. You start feeling much more peaceful. You start feeling much more happier. I promise you. I know I always say this this word and it's the word present. But I promise you, once you start opening up your heart and you become more present... And you open up your consciousness and you're more aware of everything that's going on around you. You begin accepting and giving love. That is when life takes off. And that is when you feel a bliss. Nothing gets to you. Nothing hurts you. You know what? If and if something minor happens, you just see it as an inconvenience and you keep pushing. You're able to forgive more. So the message is to open up your heart. Instead of being mad and blaming others for the things that they did to you, see what it is that you had to learn. Shit, see if you have to ask people for forgiveness. Because I'm sure that we've all done wrong too. I'm sure that there's... Somebody found me and I was probably a repeated pattern for them. So guys, thank you for tuning in. Happy holidays. Before the year ends, write a letter to yourself. Set your goals. Set your intentions. See what you have to heal from. See what new habits you want to build see what goals you want to achieve see what places you want to see so let's get started guys don't wait until the new year to start on your goals whether that's working out healing whatever goals you have do not wait until january 1st start now so that we can have a much much better year again i cannot wait to continue sharing you the stories and the lessons that i've learned throughout this journey thank you subscribe like comment, share with me your experiences